What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is North Carolina rapper and regular human Mavi. We spoke about The Woman King, Bullet Train, Nope, Paid in Full, Menace to Society, Lilo and Stitch, discovering music through video games and movies, the creative process behind his latest project, Laughing So Hard It Hurts, how producers Monte Booker, Wolf Morpheus, and Del Vinci help bring the vision together, processing emotions and manhood, and why he feels his music is innocent. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Uh, welcome back. It's real, it's real notes time. We're, 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 in, we're in storybook corner, like every week <laughs> type shit. Um, it's... Uh, I still, I still, I still taste cheese and eggs. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good day. Like I, like I'm in the, I'm in that weird position where I can like still taste the breakfast I had. It's a really, it, it's been a strange day. Good yeah, day, but it. a strange day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my name is Dylan Green, Cinema Sai. I got a lot of names, do a lot of shit. Um, and I'm with somebody who also has. He's got a couple names, but he does a lot of shit. He's he's cooling at home right now. Um, he's been on a hey. been on a crazy goddamn run over the course of the last what's it been, bro? Like four years at this point. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Um, nah, man. This man. Nah, man. You got got a fucking man's fucking. Man's a rapper. He's a student. He's a he's real fucking regular man. A regular man. He's a regular <laughs> man. He's 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 a regular man out here. No deity shit. You know, Dang. fucking people people mispronouncing his name and shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> if I was got... a god, nobody would do that. Nah, stop. <laughs> fucking, we got goddamn Mavi. We got Omavi Minder Mavi. However, mm-hmm. he wants to be called in the house. Um, the like mayor, the, the cute man. Come on now, handsome, <laughs> wealthy CEO, all that shit. However you want to call it, the son, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we in this bitch. Motherfuckers, trying to do real notes now, nigga. Come on, son. Thank you so much, man. I was telling you off camera, but I appreciate you even wanting to do this. You know, like this is uh, you know, like you, you know, like we've been tight for a couple years, and uh. I'm just proud of you, you know. So thank you for being here. Like, and thank you for supporting. You was like one of the first niggas to ever be like, "This nigga's hard," and being willing to stand on it. And I appreciate that. Like, your support has changed the journey for me, and your love has. You know, I always see you every time I'm in New York down there, and I appreciate performing. Love that. Nah, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm just like that's important to me to like be around for the people I love, and the people that deserve the support. And you've really been putting on in more ways than one for hella people. And I just, uh, it's just been beautiful to see your journey. You know, like your music's changed my life. So, like, thank you for that too. You know, like, <laughs> so just thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm gonna be crying in this offer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's well let's well let's run it back around real quick. I'm gonna ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the last movie or TV mm-hmm. show you watched that you had a strong opinion about? 
It's gotta be controversial. All right, let's hear it. The, the last movie I seen that I had a strong opinion about was Woman King. Okay, so how'd you feel about the Woman King? I just saw it a week and a half ago. I'm glad you seen it. This is how I feel about it. I love that for whatever reason, because I don't want to make no sweeping indictments. Yeah. But I love that for whatever reason. Um, you know, large scale productions are employing like a lot of black people. Um I love um Viola Davis's performance from a lot of perspectives. Uh, I fucked with cover from Star Wars and that motherfucker. Mm. Now, going to my cultural criticism. I feel like it low-key was like, okay, so the truth of the matter is like, and they they touched on this gently. The Agoji wasn't like in the kingdom of the homie as a whole at that time that they was trying to paint during the movie. It wasn't like an abolitionist force. No. You know? Not close. It might have been like being able to consider the opposite kind of, you know what I'm saying? The exact opposite, bro. Like they literally had slaves. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of felt like, it kind of felt like if I made a movie about gangs in America, right? And the Crips were the good guys and the Bloods were the bad guys. You know? Yeah. Like, neither one of these people are the good or bad guys. They both doing some evil and they both got feelings toward the evil that been applied to them and the evil that they apply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It feel like, okay, and then the end of the scene where, you know, they they go kill all the niggas. She killed a nigga who assaulted her and stuff like this. Yeah. And then the king is like, we will no longer be our own oppressors. Like, that's not how that shit happened, bro. And also, <laughs> like, damn. So the road, so, so for Africa, the road to them, the abolition of slavery, or even slavery becoming mildly distasteful. Is paved only with paved only with fucking black death, like only, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like only only niggas only niggas only niggas got murdered by only other niggas like the whole movie, bro. Like for real. <laughs> I don't know. It was nah. it was strange. It was it was it was a little. It felt a little Oscar baity. The messaging had a lot of crisscrossed wires. I like the feminist element where Viola Davis is like, you know, she realized it was just her younger girl self mm-hmm. that she was running from in a dream. Yeah. But then I felt like even that didn't have enough um, recognition of the fact that, like, again, in the same way that Bo- the Oyo and the, and, and the Kingdom of the Homie were n- neither one of them were in a, a morally superior position on slavery. Neither was in a morally superior position on anti-girl misogyny. Mm. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the forces that allow her to be assaulted mm-hmm. by an Oyo warrior dominated the kingdom of Dahomey in that time. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it just re- it just represents like a very white gazy approach to the strength in black femininity and a very flattened morally um view on a black taboo which is black people killing each other enslaving each other assaulting each other and more grace should have been given to that taboo as such from internal looking out you know yeah i agree because like because like when i first heard about it and i was doing my research just like on everything the movie's about my first thought right exactly like you know like like my first thought was like oh they own slaves so like they gotta address that right and like it's not really in the trailers so i'm like hmm are they gonna go after this and then i'm watching the movie i saw um um um, i saw i saw i saw it with my pops and um my sister who just moved back home shout out to joe i love you um the three of us saw it together you know and, and, and like that was like an important thing for our family to do just because and like Right. I'm watching it and I was and I was like, okay. So like they kind of sort like they addressed it more than I thought they were gonna address it, which kind of surprised right. me. I, I I thought they were just gonna completely like I thought they were yeah, just gonna completely talk, not do talking it. To the, uh, talking to the king and she was like, you know, we can we could do the palm oil. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, and we don't have to we don't have to engage in that. That was interesting to me. But I don't know. Yeah. It was still it was still meant to paint. It was still meant to protagonize the Agoji, which is okay for them to be the protagonist. But it was okay for like Ace Boogie to be a protagonist. Yeah. Who only sold you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's okay for fucking Kane and O Dog to be a protagonist. Yeah, but let them be that kind of protagonist. It's some tragedy in the fact, in the lives that even the women who enlisted to become the Agoji had to live. Mm-hmm. Their rights as women, in a strictly feminist sense, wasn't always an empowering social position, even if it was a relative of relative. Uh, a relatively like elite position in the society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They couldn't marry. They couldn't have children. They were like ceremonially married to the king, which right. is like an interesting cultural practice to make this like Oscar worthy, like grand feminist statement at the end around. And not that right. they don't represent a symbol of like woman's strength, but it's more complicated than that if you're a black person living amongst black people and know how shit like that go you know yeah and it was like it was um like i say all of that to say that i kind of appreciated them trying to make it a little more complex but it's like like you know like i'm like i'm riding with you in the sense that like they like they tried but it wasn't enough you know, and like but, I thought, but of- even even more even more than it wasn't enough. Also, let me tell you what other part of my cultural criticism where this comes from. Yeah, please. I live. I read they had a they put out a, like an L.A. Times like response article, right? Oh. And they said, you know, 
whenever a movie like this comes out, there's always a, a, a vocal but small minority who like uh, decries like uh, historical accuracy, even though no such thing is possible in Hollywood for this type of story. Mm. Interesting, but I can take it that, hey, doing historical accuracy about like understudy, underexamined outside of the white gaze practice like this is going to be difficult, right? They went on to say in the article, it's ironic that they would have this criticism of this movie, which is one of the first positive depictions of Africa in film today. I don't know about all of that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. I don't know if it was such a positive depiction of Africa at all. And that's not it's not meant to be. You can't have no positive depiction of Africa about that time period. It yeah. wasn't no positive. You can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was when that shit, when that type of shit going on, there's not no positive time and place. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where we trying to just farm a moral victory out of like a very dark period. Like I said before, it's like we made a movie about the 80s and 90s in LA about the Crips and Bloods and the Crips were right. the good guys and the Bloods were the black, bad guys. Exactly. It's like, a time of overall extreme tragedy that it even came to exist in this form, you know, that this practice mm, did, you know? Oh yeah, totally. It, it's, yeah, it's just like, like, you know, like it's not the it's not the type of story that fits into the Hollywood mold. You know, like I think right. I think it would like I think I think it would have been braver if they had really, you know, like you know, like if it wasn't so clearly like a good guy versus bad guy type thing. You know, right. like it would have like you know, like if they had really dug into like the stuff that made that society run the way it ran and like weren't afraid to like really but you know, but you know, like once it, and, and, and and like I thought about this because like Gina Prince Bythewood, we all know who Gina Prince Bythewood is at this point. Yeah. Like she directed it, but she wasn't the yeah. person who came up with the idea for the movie. She didn't write it, right? No, she didn't write it. Well, and and the the original person who did was um she's an actress Dana named Stevens. um no it, it was Dana Stevens and Maria Bello. I don't know if you know who mm -hmm. Maria Bello is, but she's um uh -huh. she's a um she's a white lady. A uh, very good actress, but like she was the she was the woman who initially had the idea to make the movie about the Agoje, you know. Right. Like and like she brought Gina Prince-Bythewood on to direct the movie and obviously like Gina Prince-Bythewood has her own relationship with all the shit right. and like she made the movie but like you know like it started you know like it kind of started from this whole perspective of like let's turn this into the typical hollywood movie you know mm -hmm. and and like and, and like there are good and things I, think, about I, I do think we we posted lionize these images especially this is a rare ass it's an all-women battalion bro right man not to say like, that no movie like not not to say that no movie about this should exist right yeah 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 definitely but I think I think it kind of undercuts your ultimate this is pro black messaging when under a little bit of scrutiny, you know? Yeah, I agree. No, I'm with you. Like yeah. I think uh and, and, and you're like it then like there's a lot to consider because like you know, like the Agoje were like the influ um they were the inspiration for the Dora Milaje from Black Panther, you know, right like, and like and like the and like the things I liked about the movie were like the fight choreography was beautiful. Like it looked better yes. than the Black Panther movie. Like that the, shit was that, tight. Yeah, definitely. Like... Definitely, all the stunt work was amazing. Even mm -hmm. oh my god, like even the scenery, 
and I don't know about the historical accuracy of this, but the wardrobe, the costume, everybody looked so beautiful and fit and, and amazing. Yeah. It just it was it was like and and I liked it. It had to be 200, 300 black actors, actresses involved. It had to be. Yeah. So does it have a right to exist? For sure, for sure. Could it have existed like with a little bit of more tilt that reflected that it came out of black hands also for sure yeah definitely mm -hmm. you know like that's you, you know like that's kind of what i was grappling with after i saw it because you know like i really enjoyed it just like on like a Me purely it, you know in like a purely technical sense and just like in terms of like being entertained i was entertained you know you know like all yeah, the storylines work well the actors are all good the fight choreography was great the cinematography the sound design the editing everything was everything was real top notch but like everything yeah. i i got nothing to add to what you said like you 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 hit it all on the head for me like and this is stuff you know like this is like people don't want like especially niggas don't want us talking about this because it's like oh like we got we got the movie with the all black cast but it's like mm -hmm. we should we should want and then like it should this shouldn't be the end all be all like we should want better and more nuanced and with like a little more finesse like you were saying like that shit matters you know like it's like especially it's, when we make it a movie about this yeah like <laughs> this story that like so many people Some don't shit, know shit don't about talk like about, bro niggas literally don't even talk about like the fact of that fact, but like, I ain't gonna say it out loud. Cause of what <laughs> niggas like think you mean when you say that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so if we gonna make a movie about that fact, or what what happened, how we might have got here, how we might have helped us get here, in mm -hmm. some ways, let's like let's be gentle. But right, I've seen that. I also seen um. <laughs> Bullet. <laughs> I also seen bullet train. How'd you like bullet train? <laughs> I really dug bullet train. I really dug bullet train. Yeah, bullet train was cool I, as hell. It was like a fucking. It's like going to the fair, you know. Yeah. It's like the movie. It's like the movie you go to the movies to see. You're like, oh, nice, like a little adrenaline rush. Yeah, it was good. They, I didn't feel like they wasted no characters. I feel like Bad Bunny did his shit. My yeah. nigga Paperboy did his shit. Mm -hmm. um, Zazie Beats British fucking Van did her shit. Yeah, Zazie Beats definitely did her shit. My British partner did his shit. The, uh, the little girl who ended up not being a little girl did her shit. Everybody did their shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also seen um, Nope. Okay, really could could we talk a little? Because I haven't, we haven't talked about this at all on this show. So I want to talk about Nope a little bit. I, I've been waiting for somebody to tell me they've seen it. So thank you for being like, the first. Like, <laughs> I've seen it twice. Me, yeah, me too. So, so what? Yes, yeah, so like before we move on, what do you think of Nope? Like, how do you like it? First time or second time? Uh, both. Give me both. So the first time. All right, let me preface it with this. I've never seen Jaws. Okay. So when I first seen Nope, I was like, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I don't get it. I was, like, so confused. My second time seeing Nope, I was like, 
oh, this is so hard. Like this is this is so <laughs> fire. And I understood even more than I understood what the movie is about. Just my life experience and shit like this recently made me understand why why Jordan Peele in this stage of his career would make it. Yeah. Like. And finally, I don't know. Like, yeah, like just in, uh, I I hate saying shit like this. But in times like these, <laughs> a movie that like criticizes spectacle is a real necessary piece of art. Yeah. Once I understood things like, uh, okay, I feel like the two antagonists of the film is one like is like that little jupe nigga. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Yeun. Shout out to Steve Yeun. Yeah, he snapped. And the other antagonist is gays. You know? Tell Once him. I understood that, I was like, yeah, this movie's fire. Yeah, because, like, cause like, the first time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. I was, I like, I was thinking about it in relation to, uh, in t- to both us and Get Out, of course. But, like, you know, like, I was thinking to myself, like, all right, so, like, the, so like everything they're saying about spectacle is really cool, and I appreciate it. But for some reason, I was like, this is cool. I really enjoyed it, but it's not like great. Right. And then I saw it the second time. And then I started noticing a lot more, a lot more of the foreshadowing and just like how deep that shit went. And I was like, wow, this is like this, like it's I I, I was just telling my sister last night, this might almost it's like almost as good as Get Out. It's like it's like right there. I like it more than Get Out. You know, you know something I I don't get Get Out. All the way. <laughs> in, I don't in, know in... what he's trying to say too much. Like, okay, okay I know okay, this okay. one is about like spectacle is dangerous, seeking to control. For example, the whole metaphor with the niggas being the first shit on film, right? Yeah. Nigga riding the horse. Capturing something wild for a simplified or comfortable um observation is a dangerous and maybe not even worthwhile pursuit for humanity. Mm-hmm. But it's like an overpowering urge that we have to capture and document despite of that. That's a cool, I get it. So, but yeah. what I don't get about Get Out is like, is that about culture? Like, I don't understand what the metaphor of like, the organ theft is trying to say what it what what i kind of got from it and still get from it is that like like white people hate us but they also just want to be us oh yeah, you know for sure like but but like if there's anything else to it other than that i don't know but that's always that's what, what i was telling me too. Yeah, but I, okay, I don't okay, like okay. that. That message, I don't know. That message, making a whole movie about that message doing that is interesting, but less interesting than than the note for me. And because I feel you. I don't know, even like like bro, one of the one of the other things is the picture that they ended up getting of the alien, right? Mm-hmm. 
was after it had been torn open by the barbed wire. Yeah. Well, no, it uh had it been torn open or did it just kind of like I thought it just bro, like transformed into the thing. Think about bro, right? no, no, no. Think about when this transformation happened. It had sucked cut up. Cut had wrapped himself up in the barbed wire. Yeah. It sucked him up and then it spat him back out. It had the barbed wire still in him. Then it okay. came open like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shit was finna die for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's when they was able to get their picture of it. And I think that was also a pretty good um aside to to include in the story. I just yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, man. I it's love great. That movie. I, the I, more I, shit I, on I, my brain. Yeah, same here, bro. Like, I've been wanting to rewatch it again because, like, because, like, I, um, I mean, like, the Gordy's home shit, like, just like, just like the whole thing with Jupe and the star and, and, and the star lasso experience and the Gordy's home shit alone, like, that could have been its own movie. Like, I would have loved Literally. to see that, you know, but and like, even where he, he, even the, even where, like, the whole shit was the first thing this nigga Jupe say in the movie. When they enter the shit to go talk to him about getting the horse back, that nigga say, Su casa es mi casa. Yeah. He trying to take over they shit. And he trying to, I don't know. I just love that movie, bro. He did a lot. He did a lot real gently with that movie. That's why I fuck with about it. Yeah. I, I just like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What? No, I ain't saying that. Um, I just like, I just, cause like, when I first saw it and I talked to people who had seen it, people didn't get what the Gordy's home shit meant. But like you look at it and this kid watched his whole fake family get mauled by a monkey, by a chimpanzee. And the chimp came over to him and was going to do the fist bump, get shot. Boom. Very sad. Obviously, bro's traumatized. But right. he also... But he also learned like the worst. He walked away with the worst possible lesson you could take from that. And he thinks that he he thought he thought he thought Gordy coming to do the fist bump. The fist meant bump that he meant... still he thought that that's he thought that he still had a sense of control over him. Some kind of connection and control uniquely of right. of, of, of everybody else to this right. wild and uncontainable kind of. Which goes over to his relationship with the fucking with, with Jean Jacket, and yeah. then I want I, I want to show you how dumb I am. I didn't realize that I didn't realize that um I didn't realize Jupe had been feeding the horses to them to the Jean whole Jacket, time to, to my the whole time until exactly yeah 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 that's, that's that's where I was too I like I saw it and I was like oh he was feeding them the horses the whole time I was like <laughs> <Yeah>. okay like <laughs> I was why I was confused but not nah, like. Just like that's you know like that plays into that plays into the whole spectacle thing. Just like what spectacle will do to somebody's mind and what will do, you know, and, and, and you know like it's like surface level in the sense of like people literally not being able to look away from the alien and you literally dying if you look at the shit. Like you know like they figure out that you can't look at it because it work because it works like a horse, like breaking a horse. Like if you look at the what? if you look the horse in the eyes, that shit's gonna go crazy. But like just. Just it's it's just crazy. The movie's great. I think like, <laughs> I, I well, the last point I want to make about it is why I said yeah. I understood why he might make it at this point in his career is I feel like it's safe to say in media, like for example, Jordan Peele gets a divorce tomorrow is going to be the news. 
yeah. like he's pretty famous. Like he done it like a list. I think yeah. like this being his, I could say third movie, well probably second movie, he's made as like a fully fleshed celebrity in that space. Yeah, feels so apt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like he, cause you know, like he's kind of been around for a while. He's got like an established yeah, voice as a director. Right. Yeah. And like, and you know, like he, um, like people go see Jordan Peele movies just because he made them. Like, I can't think of any right. other director. I can't think of any other director that people are going like, no, you know, like nobody, nobody's going to see a movie that, um, Anton Fuqua made, mm-hmm. like, you know, because he made it. You know, like right. people, you, you like people didn't go see Training Day because Anton Fuqua made it. People saw Training Day because right. Denzel's in it. Denzel's you know, in it, right? But, but like, but like, but like, if you know, like, directed by Jordan Peele, you're going to see that, even if you're you don't going. like it. Like, you're there. Like, <laughs> you know, like the ticket's already bought. And I Definitely. think, uh, and you know, like, I think, you know, you know, like to, I, I agree. That's all I'm trying to say is I agree. Like he's, you know, you're like making the movie about spectacle when he's hit that point in his career. Yeah, definitely app. I I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's fire. I'm excited to watch it again, honestly. Um, yeah. So for you, um, what's the first movie experience you can remember having? It could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin house, wherever. Shit, probably some shit like, you know, I'm a baby. Probably some shit like. Nemo, hey, or no Lilo and Stitch for sure. Hey, come on, yeah, now. I love Lilo and Stitch. Um, the first movie where I'm like, these niggas made this shit literally for me, and this is gonna sound so cliche, That's but okay. I'll stand by it. Was when I seen Paid in Full. I was Let's like, talk about it. Oh my god! I was like, thank you, God, that a nigga made this movie. Because <laughs> like, because like, and it was crazy. Because like, that was in my era. I was like, I think I was like fifteen, sixteen, and it was like the time where, you know, everybody would come to school and talk about Friday or Menace to Society. All these movies set it off. And I ain't yeah. see none of them bitches like cause this I wasn't raised. I was not intentionally, but I wasn't raised on the movies necessarily. Mm-hmm. And my dad is a Nas man, so I wasn't gonna go see that Rockefeller movie no way. <laughs> 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 what's the name, Stop. Uh, what's the name of when I seen Paid in Full, bro, for the first time? I was like, and when the second time. Like, I understood it more and more. It was like, bro, this is like if Shakespeare made a movie about, made a play about niggas, bro. Yeah. Like, this shit. And it was so crazy that it was a true story. Like, they shit is dead Shakespearean, bro. Like, it's like the perfect tragedy. Like, the perfect tragedy, bro. Like, oh my God. Like Ace Boogie as a hero, my dog's name is Ace Boogie. Damn, <laughs> like, literally. Like, but Ace Bo- Ace Boogie as a hero is like one of the most important like 
black mythical figures like of the modern African American man. I can stamp that. I can stamp it. That's hard. Like and Mitch, like Mm -hmm. everybody know Mitch. Like yeah, literally everybody. Come on, but everybody knows that nigga in real life. Like like he just a turned nigga. Like he was good at basketball. He was good with hoes. He been having money. And nobody know. Like little baby is Mitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Basically, like, yeah. Like, these are like everybody knows Rico. Like Rico's like oh dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Everybody knows all three of these niggas, and everybody know what happened when all three of these niggas get tight, and it's what happened to them niggas. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah, nah, man. Paid, paid in full is like I watched it again not too long ago, just to like, just you know, just because it was time, and like, it's really got everything you could want out of that kind of movie. Like, there's laughs, there's fucking drama, like Makai Pfeiffer in the fucking car, like telling the story about Sonny, or not even the story, but just like him losing it over losing Sonny. You know, like just like that whole scene is like, you know, it's like that, and like, like. I mean, I'm like, I'm just like, Wood Harris doing his thing, Cameron doing his like, like it's just Cam really snapped. son. Like, like I always think about the story where Cam literally showed up to set with a real gun, like to like to audition for the shit, and like they gave him the role, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was, and, and and like and like one thing that I feel like I didn't appreciate as much before was like the DJ narration. Like the DJ oh, yeah. narrate that shit makes it feel so New York, like bro, in such a specific way. Like <laughs> it's like niggas made it for niggas, bro. It's like my nigga Kevin now. Like like all your clunky <laughs> exposition, like it's right. like just doing it through like how the club is changing, though, know, and shit like that too. Like over the years, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so interesting. Like as opposed to like Minister Society, which is another I love, but it's like. An imperfect tragedy. You know, yeah. don't nothing, like literally nothing good happened in that movie. It's so damn, it's so symbolic and like auto, like autobiographical that like, it's like less universal, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's and it's why just I say so- Beta Fu is more Shakespearean. I get that. And, and, and you know, like Menace to Society is also just like they really wanted to drive home the point that like the hood is bleak and like, yeah, you know, like, like, sure, yeah. that makes it that might make it feel more real, but it's just like it's just it's just a lot, you know, and like I think I think paid in full. That's cause, it's, like, it's so much. <laughs> it's, it's so much like I just got the um, they just put it on Criterion not too long ago and I got the DVD and I watched that again. And it's just like, like that's the like that's the type of movie you watch that once every maybe four years for me. Like I don't watch that shit often. Like it's I actually, can't. It actually hurts to watch Moon Society. Yeah, it, it's fantastic, but like it's not one of those that you go back to. Like oh yeah, like I love me some like no like you know you go about to pay it in full. You, you know like you're like you're not going back to pay it in full for the same reason you're going back for Menace to Society like no. at all. You know which is weird because they're both kind of like. The like just the, the tone, yeah, you know, like the tone of paid in full is just like there's so much like it's more layered emotionally than menaces. Like menace is just like right. all like this shit tough, you know, and like that's fine, like shit's tough, but like 
paid in full is just like, you know, you have like, you know, you have the moment, you have moments where Wood Harris and Regina Hall are flirting in the goddamn yeah. apartment. You have moments where you have moments where Ace and um Lulu are dealing with the drug shit. You have yeah. moments, you know, you have the moments where like Cam, you, you, um, you have the moment where Cam is showing the sex tape in the fucking club, you know, like. It, feel, it feels more full spectrum. <laughs> Definitely. It definitely feels more full spectrum. They're both great movies, but like paid in full is just like, like I would like, if I'm with people, I'm throwing on paid in full and not menace to society. Like that's like yeah, a movie bro. you watch by yourself at like 11 yeah, o'clock at night. Everybody's going to lose their like, house hella sad if you put that shit on. <laughs> everybody's going to be hella sad. Right. And if, and, and if there's like one person in there who's like, there's always there's always that like one person who like really thinks they're O Dog. And it's like, and if you think that you're O Dog and are like proud of the fact that you're O Dog, like Did he even the, die then? Did he survive? O Dog O Dog's the O Dog's the only one who or not the only one, but he survived. Yeah. Yeah, he survived, right? Yeah. He he didn't he yeah, didn't even leave the crib. He didn't leave the crib when he got shot. We don't yeah, see him a- after we don't see him after uh after um uh, um, I'm after Kane and Jada Pinkett are about to leave. Like they say goodbye, and O Dog kind of like grumbles to himself, and then we don't see him again. Like, yeah, that's pretty unrealistic, brother. That shit is kind of crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty unrealistic. But it is what it is, you know. Menace to Society yeah. is a great movie. Um, the Hughes brothers went in. Everybody went oh, in. Oh yeah. Um, I love it. And- I love a good nigga film now. You, you you love a good what film? Nigga film. Yeah, bro. You already know. Come on. Like, <laughs> and there's and there's and there's a few other. What happened? No, I can see. Um. <laughs> so um, you are oh uh, what's it called? Shit. Where where'd my brain go just now? Um. Okay. So that's movies for you. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, no. Before before we move on to music, talk to me a little bit about Lilo and Stitch. What did you what did you what did you love about Lilo and Stitch? Uh I ain't seen it as an adult, but I love uh Pleakley, a nigga with one eye. Uh-huh. I love the goddamn the big ass FBI agent. I love that yeah, era of Disney animation. <laughs> yeah, I love that era of Disney animation. Like shit used to reverberate and shake and jiggle and move and that shit just felt so alive to me. And I love Stitch. I don't know. Stitch like having having a friend who a street nigga like <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally it's literally like being friends with a gangster. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. But um I love Lilo and her sister. I love how she used to beat dog shit. I, like she was a gangster too though. Like she yeah, was against bro. her own way. Like I, I love that movie just so much. Like it's just pretty looking. It's pretty feeling. You know, it's mm. cute. It's in Hawaii. I can dig it. That shit. That yeah. shit made me. That shit made me like Elvis for a hot minute. That's how good that movie is. Yeah. There's so much Elvis Presley in that movie. <laughs> Literally, bro. Like. Literally, you think you can be mistaken for thinking Elvis is hard? Like. You might be hard. I don't. I, I'm an Elvis hater, bro. I, I don't even know why I'm an Elvis hater. I don't. Even, I I think that's like me being racist in there. <laughs> that's not Elvis racist. Might be hard. Yeah, he's he's, he's I ain't going to do that. He's got joints. You know bro. what? It's, it's, it's you know what? Point. Elvis rabbit hole. I just went down though. What happened? Like 
his last days is a crazy. I just did that too because I was thinking about it because of the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet, but tell me, Me tell me what you found out. Tell me what you found out. Just like how he was eating, how he was just gaining so much weight. He didn't even look that bad though in the pictures I looked up, like like right before he yeah. died. He didn't look that big. But but he he, he hadn't like, taken a shit in six months, bro. Six but he didn't want to be he wasn't letting it, nobody see him. He was taking like 60 pills a day, like he was really living a crazy lifestyle before he kicked it, bro. Like crazier than I've ever known any nigga to. For sure, Mr. Presley. <laughs> he was yeah no Elvis is like honestly I like I've seen some crazy clips from that movie it looks kind of wild and fun but like I honestly would have rather watched a movie about Elvis's last days like just like the last like two weeks of his life like give me a movie about that I'll watch that like right now but it's something like... so interesting about um oh, I'm gonna make a lame point but like misogyny is the fact that like almost every superstar artist that was that famous like that died like Elvis right like in in what way I just mean in the way you beat your body up with drugs and overindulgence um but we only actually refer to shit like as be- like look you don't even know you ain't even want to refer to it as that we only literally refer to the only like drug related death that we call a drug related death is my good sister Whitney Houston's or like a Janis Joplin or like you know what I'm saying like or like yeah. uh, what's my name uh Joe Belushi is that it? Jim, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was supposed to play Shrek. Sorry, I don't know why I know that off top. Where yeah, he was? Yeah, he had record. He had. Re- Sorry to go off. You're making a point. Finish making your point, and then I'll tell you the story. <laughs> You're making <laughs> an just, important I point. Just, but all this to say, like, and I hate to say this, but like, Prince and like Michael and Elvis, and we got we got like this shadowy kind of delicateness around how they died that it's a point that could be made with more transparency that's all i'm saying totally yeah and you know and you know like we all like growing up i knew that like i knew elvis died on the toilet i didn't realize the drug i didn't realize the drug aspect until i did what you did and went and like read about it you know right you're absolutely right you know like i think i think i think that's something that deserves more transparency in a lot of ways especially when it comes to men you know because people are always just willing to like you said like whitney houston especially you know like it, it was yeah it's because like, we'd be more readily we'd be more ready to assign a moral failing to something that everybody with that level of visibility in the history like short of beyonce have public struggles with right <laughs> like every single body yeah it's it's like we and i hate to say it like this we got to do better you know like obviously we got to do better but like (laughs) just in our pop culture like uh, because pop culture history is always a buzzing you know i'm saying area of documentation but 
I feel like that's something that needs to needs a deeper dive. Why do everybody get high and get high the same ways once they serve my famous? Yeah. What happens to everybody? You know, and now you what happened to them once they was famous? What happened to them before they was famous? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, the, the, all, all all great questions. All great questions that we need answered. Honestly, um, but for you, that's that's a bit of you, that's a bit of you and your history with movies. Real quick, since we've done this before, when mm-hmm. did you first fall in love with music? And like, when did when did when did music? I, I mean, like, I know music was like a big part of your life in general, but like, yeah. when did you first fall in love with it? Um, I probably fell in love with music when I was probably about well, um eleven, twelve. 13 when I started listening to stuff on a streaming service or on the mp3 player and not just like what was on the radio mm-hmm. and I, I began to understand it as something for me to use and appreciate and indulge on an individual level from just learning about Doom and the whole Chicago Save Money scene and Earl and Vince and Dash and Rich and Kendrick now. You know? Kanye, Deep Dives at that point. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus had just come out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was like that was like 2013, yeah. Yeah, 2013 was like a perfect storm rap year for me, for sure. Uh-huh. I could see that, and that was uh, I mean, like, cheat uh, on what's it called? Keith had already blown at that point, but like, I know, oh, I know, yeah, bro. I know you're, I, I know, I know you're a huge Chief Keith fan, so <laughs> like, oh, yeah, bro. And um, yeah, that was about that same year, like seventh grade. I remember my first time here, finally reached front to back. I was like, oh no, this nigga is actually different, bro. <laughs> I was like, whoa, and then when I heard Bang too. I was like, no, this nigga, like, he's so different, bro. Like, he's so different. And then it happened again when I was, like, in 11th or 12th grade. Or maybe it was 10th grade. Had to be 10th grade. When Future dropped Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And I was able to appreciate all of the... And I was like, no, nah, this rap shit is the one. It's really the one. And so... Somewhere along the way, in between those two awakenings, I decided I could do it on my own mm-hmm. and contribute to my own joy that I'll be taking from music um, with my own music, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, like, once you kind of figured that out and you got the movie thing going on with whatever you were watching at the time, like, mm-hmm. was, was, was there ever a point when you recognized that the two of them complemented each other like music and film kind of complemented each other and that they like amplify each other in a way did that ever happen consciously because like it doesn't happen consciously with everybody oh like. yeah yeah i am a shazam world champion <laughs> one thing about the iphone did you know you could add shazam to your control panel i just learned that last night like literally yeah. just last night so, <laughs> so it's crazy my shazam is in my control panel 
And in my history of this phone, which I haven't had for a very long time, I've Shazam 310 songs. Shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that to say, a lot of my favorite songs or like, oh, a lot of my like, especially songs that are like outside of my usual comfort zone, the hip hop, R&B, soul, jazz. The majority of them, especially when we come to this like 50s fucking white people music and shit like that, and the Frank Sinatra's and shit. I yeah. literally learned the majority of this music from movies and TV and shit, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, I think that understanding came to me in, in appreciating really good TV um, first before I realized that's what was guiding a lot of my enjoyment of movies. But for sure, it was both um, Breaking Bad, when I was probably about 14, that was my first time, like, and Breaking Bad had some shitty music, but Breaking Bad also had, like, some scenes where the scene was literally the song. Yeah. Like, the reason for the scene's existence was the song. And also, The Sopranos was like that also. Um, in the same way music was an important device in advance and the what we saw um that definitely changed the game for me yeah i mean you know like just ne yeah just like needle drops needle drops when it comes to when it comes to that type of shit are just so important and i discovered a lot of music that way growing up too, like even like before Shazam, but like, especially now, you know, like I'll like hear a song on the show and be like, what's that? Like, like you mentioned Breaking Bad yeah. specifically. There, There's a couple, there were a couple of Fleetwood Mac songs on there that I hadn't heard before. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like these are, these are tight. You know, like I love, I love Fleetwood Mac. I think they're great. But like, you know, I think, uh, yeah, just like movies and TV shows are such a great, like a great vehicle for music discovery. Like it's one that it's one that I feel like a lot of people I feel like it's a thing that's like everyone recognizes it, but not very many people talk about it, you know, like how like like how important that is for music discovery, because it, it was for me, you know, like I pick I, I picked up a lot of my favorite music as a jit from games and movies and TV outside of like my yeah, own sure. general like outside of my Video own general like sure too. yeah, man, like. Yeah. It was literally a song from fucking Little Big Planet's original soundtrack I had stuck in my head. My last uh, L.A. trip. And I was so sick, I couldn't figure it out. But then I figured it out. Bro, that's one of the best feelings. Like, not knowing what's the name of that song from this thing and then finding it. Oh, I love that feeling. Yeah. No, that's yeah, like my no, the ser Yeah, no, but, the serotonin just goes in the back of your head. Like, amazing. Like, I knew it. And once you're hearing it, you like, I knew it. See, I was telling, because you be asking niggas, like, what's that song that goes such and such? And they be like, yeah. bro, that what? That's not the song. And I'll be like, bro, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you play it, and he's like, I told you. Like, yeah, no, nah, that, that's indescribable feeling, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shit. Um, 
So before, so like before we get to the, before we get to laughing so hard it hurts, which I mean, needless to say, shit's fucking fire. Congratulations on it. Um, no, nigga, I need you to say it. No, all right. No... <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I'm gonna then t- the, the, nah, I'm gonna tell you. Congratulations. It's great. Chinese Finger Trap is one of the best songs you've ever made. Like straight that's up and funny. up and fucking down. Like that's my favorite song on there. This shit is it's gas, son. I can't even like. That's the one I was stuck on the first time, and that's the like even when I find new songs that I appreciate more than I did before, Chinese finger traps always the one I go back to. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 that it's doves, it's that it's doves and um, that doves hemlock and mm-hmm. reason hemlock and reason oh. have been sticking have been sticking in my ribs a bit too. I they, like they didn't before, but they do now. It's it's weird how that works, but yeah, like you, you like. You just, I just, I just, I just had Wolf Morpheus on the podcast last week. His episode's about to go out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Nah, did he so, say good um, things about me? Of course he did. Son, what are you talking about? I'm gonna we say go- good things about him. I couldn't make, I couldn't have made this album without Kev. Yeah, he nah, um, he definitely is one of the main main shapers of the sounds for sure. Like he's the line around. Which all the rest of the production like coloring inside of, you know? I can I can see that because like you know like between between like him you know like people like him and Da Vinci like holding their own against like Monte Booker and Overcast is crazy to me, you know like yeah. them them, <laughs> them, th- th- them two them two are in the stratosphere. So for like so for like Wolf so for so for Wolf and Dill to really come in and like do their thing. The way they did, but my just... thing is, um, with both of them, with Wolf is too in specific, but both of them, the reason why I even wanted to have him in such like a prominent role is because I was like actually shocked that he had never done anything in that capacity before. Right, I think I told him something similar too. Like that shit is weird. But he's kind of he's kind of huge. Terms of like the fucking YouTube scene, the SoundCloud scene, just the lo-fi scene, like, but like the real lo-fi scene, not lo-fi like what they be trying to call me, Tebe and Mike, all that. I like yeah. when people give me an opportunity, and more than I felt like I was giving them an opportunity, I felt like they were giving me an opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took that up in my hands strongly. It's funny you mentioned the. Overcast and the uh, Monty whistle because originally none of the Monty ones were going to be on the album. Like really? we made all the Monty ones after every. Well, the last well here's the last four songs I made. The last song I made was Chinese Finger Trap. Mm-hmm. The second to last song I made was Opportunity Kids, and then the last two before that I made were trip and baking soda so the album was gonna be without all four of those songs at first um, wow but um the grace of god i'm and so yeah those songs are made of feelings like literally this thing that made me write chinese finger trap literally happened in august like literally i wrote that in august i wrote opportunity kids also in august yeah but then reason with Overcast, 
was actually the first song I wrote for the entire thing. And um, it's the only one that I wrote before, like, shit started getting real tragic. Well, my uncle had just died. I wrote that one on tour. Like, um, he was with me when I wrote it. He was with me still on Jack Harlow when I wrote that one. Um, Yeah, and it was just about me not having enough money to leave tour to go to my uncle's funeral, about my man Mitch being ready to beat niggas up like when we was down in in the GA watching the show who got too Mm -hmm. close to me. Um, it's about me breaking my face uh, and having to buy Ray-Bans because I couldn't afford buffs. It's it's definitely my tour diary reason is, you know? Yeah. And I was and, really looking for a reason, you know, for better or worse. Right. That's like a, you know, like I kind of, I mean, like I obviously didn't have a lot of the details about your uncle's death, but like I noticed like the bit about the Ray-Bans and just like the thing about that song that gets me so much is that like, like a lot of it is like real emotionally intense, but like the beat is just so like skippy and like jumpy and just like not happy. I feel like happy is the wrong word, but it's like peppy in a way pleasant. that like that. Yeah, definitely pleasant, you know, like and um, I just I, like like I'm a sucker for that dichotomy. I love I love the that's like the whole shit with the album, though, like. Yeah, that's what the album is about, bro. Like I read some review of the album today that said um, the song "Having My Way" is classic, uh, regular hip hop braggadocio. Really? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's actually almost the complete opposite. It's about like how like forcing my way, like isolates me from the safety of other people like um like um i said my moral compass is like a casino roulette mm-hmm. i bet my life and ain't even seen all the cake it's just for me having my way you know what i'm saying like you lose guidance when you force your way like um that's why it's a song in there called spoiled brat spoiled brat having my way are related titles like they're not like you understand what i'm saying like mm-hmm. having my way is not something I'm proud when it happens. Like when I can't come to a place of consensus with the people that care about me, I feel like I'm acting out. And that's what that song is about. That song was about in the time after I broke my face on tour, nigga was being a dickhead to everybody because nigga was just post concussed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like I was really having my way on tour for better. Niggas can tell me nothing. That ain't no way I like to exist. There's no space I like to exist in. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I think I took a risk in putting complicated messaging um, under um, contrast backdrops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I hope as the... As, project continues to live people will listen closely for those types of things throughout the entire soundtrack right i'm happy i'm happy you brought that up because that was actually something i had written down like one of the things i've always loved i mean like i feel like i've told you this a couple times but uh, one of the things i've always loved about your shit is that like like my favorite rappers across rap period are people who break really complicated ideas down into very simple 
and elegant things, you know, like that's like that's everybody from that's everybody from Doom to Keith to even like Tony Snow is somebody I would consider who does something like that for me now, you know, like 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 the list is endless i got a list I, I'm, I'm not gonna list all my favorite rappers but like you do that for me you always have and like i noticed that way more on laughing so hard it hurts like this is th- like like this one lyric i'm about to pluck from reason has nothing to do with or, or or like not nothing to do with what you just told me but just like you just saying like learning legalese just so i can see the games that they come with knowing um, knowing when they're pressing my buttons like that yeah. Like that moment to me, like it's not like it's not directly addressing it, but it's like you deliberately trying to look at stuff that's made to be as complicated as possible and like yeah. trying to understand it. You know, like that's like the whole idea of like existing in your emotions and laughing so hard it hurts to me is about untangling these fucking emotions, right? Right. And making that like, like, like that bar isn't about that. But it's about that, but you know, like it's <laughs> like same figuring out like detangling is a good word. Like how you use untangling or all of that shit is like the stuff of the album. That's the meat and potatoes of the album. Yeah. It's me figuring out what does manhood mean when it's outside of the context of being able to raise a child or being able to uh, coexist or cohabitate with a woman, you know what I'm saying? It means like, or being able to beat somebody up, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, or be, uh, be gangster, or what is manhood outside of like, um, your failures as a family, or outside of your successes as a professional? Like, I'm untangling all of these complicated things that life has thrown at me, literally over the last year, because it's about tour. It's about tour. It's about my baby, and then it's about after tour. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a story. Three different seasons that's divided each by a tragedy apiece, and it's about how I struggle to refine myself and refine my smile after all of that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you know, like that's like. Like the like the love the love aspect is something that really stuck out to me about this too. Like there's just so many like like I like like I think I told Zay this the first time I listened to the album through, but just like 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 one of my favorites that I always think about is when you said I can't count a frame where I didn't miss you on doves. Like I love the image of just like of of, of like a frame as like a literal like second, you know, just like. You're saying that there isn't a second. Just like, that's just that's like I I get that. Like that shit spoke to me. Like that really really spoke to me. But also, that's one shit though. Like, I think because the album is girly. Like for example, in terms of my vocal inflections or like the kind of keys in pleasant beats. That I mean the the beats are in pleasant keys throughout the album and stuff like effeminate. Yeah. Like in the same way, like my chain, you see, I got like curses letters. It's like mm-hmm. something effeminate to me. Me and Sideshow was just talking about this with your hair, with your nails, with your skin, with how you smell. You need a yeah. touch of femininity in your life. So this That's album facts, is bro. Definitely, definitely drizzled 
with girliness, especially given the kind of tragedy that caused me to make it. All of that to say, like something like doves, like doves, like that stuff about missing you, and even like on Good Ghosts, like Good Ghosts is not about loving a girl, and doves is not about loving a girl. It's about dead people. Like, like yeah. uh, I can't kind of frame that I didn't miss you. I've been out of space and I can trying to get through. Like, mm-hmm. like basically, I've been getting high as fuck to a point where like. Nigga, I'm trying to get cross over into heaven to fuck with you again. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. That shit crazy though. It's been a um. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Like, yeah, the album is just like it's about loss in many forms, and like, Doves is like low key about like, Doves is on some commiserating shit for real. And then that's also the other thing. Like, Doves is, like, the most move your feety kind of song out of the whole shit. But yeah. it's, like, really the thoughts of a beat-up-ass nigga, like, sitting in the dark corner drinking, you know? Yeah. But then but then you look at a song like Opportunity Kids, and Opportunity Kids is almost like the exact... Like, it's almost like the polar opposite of that. At least it feels like that to yeah. me. Yeah. Because, be, be, because, like, that song is about Kill Switch, if I'm yes. not mistaken, right? Yeah, it so, is. like, that's... You know, like you're like that's just kind of you. That's just kind of you, like you know, like confiding in the people that like you can love here in the physical. And yeah, you know, like and exactly. You get and and, was, and you know, like yeah. Sorry, you go. It, it's about it's about. Uh, never mind, I ain't gonna say all that. It's about well, it's about. I, I was gonna say like this. One of my friends, like they had to like go home from. I don't know. One of my friends had to leave me in like a really difficult time for me to exist. Like they had to go. Like not they had to go. Like we had no big conflict, but like I was going through a bunch of shit and they had to leave, and that just happened to coincide at the same time. And then that song is about that and Kill Switch. Like, like damn, like certain niggas never left me, and we like we 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 gonna make it. Like even if one of us is gonna make it first and one of us gonna make it last, we all making it. Like so, why did you have to leave? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kill Switch is definitely the opportunity kids prosperity gang though. Like it's it's yeah, it was literally just what I say. It was me and Skull and me and Snow, my twin and them a car, like for real. It was us five. Like and, and our people like our mamas all raised us a certain way in a certain place for us to like have a greater opportunity at this life like we down there like immigrants kids but like we from America type of shit you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. right and just like you know like that's like just like the you know like love before before I move on to my second to last question like love is just like I just sensed a lot of it just in like all the little details on here like whether 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 it's about a woman, whether it's about your homies, whether it's about people you miss, whether it's mm-hmm. about people who are no longer with us, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you you know, like there's just like you like you just really dig into a lot to love and like what it means to love, what it means to be loved, like what mm-hmm. it means to lose it, gain it, all that shit. And I just um, you know, like I think it, I think it, I think it pairs well with the. Uh, I think it pairs well with the intimacy of like all the beats and 
especially this idea of like femininity in there too because like because you know because you know like as a non-binary nigga myself like i completely yeah. feel you like just like gender fluid type shit like i completely right. get where you're coming from with that like that's that's crucial for me like you can't see it right now but my nails i still got i still, I, I still got i still got purple shit on my nails i've had this yeah, shit on my nails for the last like three weeks type shit you know like it's like those little you touches have to have a touch of feminine you have to have a lot of femininity in your life like yeah, and man. so like, like that shit is real. It, it became it became about me. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know. And I wrote it with a girl underneath me, and it was like I wrote it for her and with her, and she the last voice you hear mm-hmm. on the album. You I know was gonna ask saying? who that was. Yeah. Yeah, and so. You should have her on here. She's like a brilliant horror writer. She got a crazy. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna get her to send you a book. Yeah, link me up. I I, I want to. Let's make it happen. What's her name? So people know. It's, it's Nadira. She has this book. Um, I want to love my own life. It's Ooh. like a horror book. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, tap in with Nadira, man. Go buy that book. Right. But what's the name? Um. She, uh, yeah, just us going through that thing together. It was really like before I released it, right? It was things about the album that everybody who was able to hear it before pre release didn't like. And she was the only person who. I'm like, I really give a fuck. Like, if she say this shit trash, then it's trash. But if she say it's cool, then it's gone. And she was saying it was cool every time. So it was really made with delicacy and healing and love and tenderness and warmth in mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can tell that. And like, and earlier, I mean, I mean, like, Earlier, earlier in October, you tweeted, you put out two tweets. You said, Mm -hmm. you said, my album is innocent. I made it to express myself, not for the impending review. If that costs me, I'm more than okay with it. And all my albums will be innocent. So I'm just curious, you you know, just like thinking, thinking about the idea of like innocence, especially as it relates to everything we just talked about. Like, what, what does innocence mean to you? Like, what about, what about laughing so hard it hurts is innocent? Just because, like, yeah, just because I'm curious, like, that's that's an interesting thought to me. It's about a baby that I didn't get to have. So. That's why it's about innocence. And it's about innocence because. I needed to not feel certain ways that I was feeling. And that's not the path out of feeling that way was not no kind of feeling that like I could puff my chest out through at all or that I would even be able to preserve my ego or sense of self through. So it's like innocent in terms of being naked. Uh huh. Like Adam and Eve before they bit the apple type of innocent, you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. And, you know, 
uncorrupted yeah it's like unfiltered yeah. well you, maybe not unfiltered but definitely uncorrupted you know <laughs> yeah, yeah For sure. i think uh you know i um and you know you've always you've always kind of been that you've always kind of pursued that i feel like you know like even even the stuff you dropped before let the sun talk was kind of was kind of digging into that like you know like when because like yeah, cause like you know, like I, you know, like I had heard, I had heard the first handful of joints you put out right before Let the Sun Talk drop, and right. Like you, and then we met, we met at the, um, we met for the first time at um, the, yeah, 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 live, yeah, on um, the Live Frank and Maxo show at elsewhere yes, in Brooklyn. I remember that. I love that show. That was. I love that show. I still think about that show to this day. That shit was such I a beautiful know, night. I know. This nigga lived just, I don't know, I ain't going to speak on it. We just had a bad experience over there. And I was like, damn, I'm yeah, sick because no. I wanted to go back so bad. Like, bro, that was a good-ass show. And I ain't was- do nothing but one song. But that nigga Max down there, he, he did his song, Free Nina. That shit yeah. literally was going to make me cry. And that nigga Max, he, like, got some, like, jazz man in him, bro. Like, blues singer in him, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah no nah, that new album's a head bust. People aren't people aren't ready for the Maxo albums. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah no nah. and, and and yeah um real 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 fast. I was there the night that Liv got assaulted at Elsewhere and that shit was trash. Jesus. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, because yeah, I was. Fuck that dude. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, nobody you know, let us catch him. Yeah, nah. <laughs> for real, press. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't see who did it, but I saw him after and we talked and, you know, he he was good, but it was just like, it's whatever. We don't got to dwell on it. But um, yeah, yeah, like I say all that to say that you're you've always pursued that kind of innocence, just like in terms of like being just in terms of like being really in tune with like the purest thoughts in your brain and like what that means, you know, and like that's a beautiful thing. Like I feel I don't want to say everyone should aspire to that because obviously everyone creates differently. But I think if you're willing to go that far into yourself, that's uh that's important. And like for the type of music you make, it's always benefited you. And I really just love to see it kind of manifest in this uh, you know, like especially like with the beats, like I feel like you really hit like you hit this really nice middle ground. Like in terms of like sound and in terms of just like you bringing your thoughts out, like, 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 I like I got a lot of the same feelings from this that I got from Red Veil's Learn to Swim, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you like, 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 I like I almost feel like they're companion pieces in a sort of way, Mm -hmm. like they like, you know, y'all are kind of digging into the same shit. And uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say other than that. I just think it's dope. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. It was. I had to feel a lot of shit. I ain't. I would have went without feeling to make it, but that make me even more grateful to, for the fact that I got to make it. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah, definitely bro. a blessing. Absolutely. And to really wrap this up, um, Omavi, if your life was a movie, what would it be about? <sighs> Um, it would be about a nigga winning the mayor of the city with no mm-hmm. party endorsement. Yeah, third party on Mavi. Okay, 
I'm fucking with it. <laughs> yeah, I like literally. that. I like that. I like no I, li- I like how simple that is. You know. Yeah, it'll be a nigga trying to run for, trying to be the president of zero lobbying dollars. Mm-hmm. It's about a nigga who trying to be the, who trying to maintain his moral compass and ability to see and do the right thing. While going into something as ugly and dirty and corrupt as politics, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I'm doing. Yeah, man, and and you've been doing it, you know. Like it's it's you know, like I said, um, it's been it's been about you know three four years since you like really started to like put foot to pedal and just like going mm-hmm. from like going from like doing interviews out your fucking howard dorm room to hear like mm-hmm. you know it's 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 just uh you know like just like as a fan and like as your friend um i'm really i'm gonna say it again i know i know i know you don't really feel like you have everything to be proud of but like you should be proud of like who you are and what you do and the way you do it and um it's just it, it's it's just re- it's really just been like it's just been so beautiful to see you grow into the person that you've become yeah like <laughs> nah, if, I'm pr- I, if i'm proud of anything fuck who i am or what i become because i was gonna be there and become that regardless what i'm proud of is all that i've learned and everybody that i've learned from and the two things i'll allow myself to feel proud of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know like fucking humility is great and I and I and I love that particular strain of humility, but like, you've been killing this shit, man. And I'm just like, you know, I, I'm I I just uh I just been beating it up a little. <laughs> Killing it soon, soon here in a second, cause nigga playing with my top right. Watch this, my next album, nigga gonna have to enter me in the best rapper discussion. Period. Like and like, you know what I mean? Like for real, like I'm on nigga ass, head, neck, whatever they wanna call it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm 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 ready. You know, like you already know I'm ready. But yeah, just like thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me about bullshit. <laughs> and um cinema and movie and film and movies and music and shit. That ain't bullshit, man. That shit for real. Culture is real. Think about what the first shit we talked about, like. Nigga, if movies ain't if movies don't know real shit to talk about all that stuff, talk about movies or all that kind of sense of seriousness. It's like we discussing pro wrestlers gimmicks like they a real person. But yeah. we wouldn't have we would only do that if you know pro wrestling really determined our visions of possibility and shit like this. And these things do music and art and movies, they definitely do. Yeah, no, nah, they yeah, like they really cha- they really alter and change and just like establish our perspective on life and like that's why the shit's so important to me outside of the fact Hell that it's yeah. just fire and you know like just to yeah it's you know like just yeah you know like it's just, it's just it's just fun like we're just here to have fun and I appreciate being able to do that in like a in 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 a different way I guess I hope I hope it's kind of different but you yeah know, I, just, I think it's really <laughs> different I, I I've never had no I've never been on no shit like this that's why I wanted to come on it so bad 
and I, I feel like I had the time that I wanted to have on this motherfucker. Oh, like you. in like the best way possible. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, bro. No, that 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 really means the world. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to make this fun, you know, for all you of got something good going, bro. Thank you. You got something really good going. You need to you need to have niggas on here who can watch more movies than me though. Nah, need to man. have social. <laughs> what happened? You need to have sideshow on here. I would love to have sideshow on here. I love, I love, I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been fucking with bro for a while. Um, if he wants to, if I'm you in. Into, you know, like, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell. But if you into comic book stuff, you should, you should have Amir on here too. Oh He's, hell yeah, bro! Yeah, Amir is the biggest comic book head. Yeah, no, nah, that's all my shit. Like, I, like I won't show you my room because it's kind of dirty, but it's just like, I, like you would think like a twelve year old lives in my room, like. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.